you, you asked what, what are your new ideas? What are your new initiatives? My mine is no new initiatives. We got plenty to work on uh, as it relates to uh, answering the phone and running a call properly and all of these things. And it's not that they're not doing a good job right now. It's just how much better can we get? This is To The Point. A rhino experience. Voted one of the top home services marketing and operations podcasts. Cutting through the bullshit and getting to the point. What up to the point listeners? Part two coming at you with the LSD crew. Uh, I know you've been anticipating this and waiting for it. Just you can't even finish your year without hearing what these guys have to say. I'm sure of it. I'm sure that's on your, your checklist, but uh, enjoy part two with my LSD crew. Yeah, I mean, this year sucked. I'm not going to sit here and tell you it was like great and all hunky dory. I mean, we grew. And I think that's some to, I think Aaron pointed out, you know, just kind of expectation, kind of recalibration. Like if you grow by 20%, it's all of a year. It's good right. stuff. But as you compare it to years past, it's like, oh, we sucked this year. We did this. And it's like, well, just get that out of your mind and just focus on the things that you know are going to drive this damn thing forward. That's great. That was a great message. And I think it comes down to a couple Perfect of chat. Yeah, it was good. I think it comes back to the principles we've been talking about here too. Is like pick a couple of KPIs and get to work because we all know like what is conversion, right? With the lead, the lead counts are going to come up, then we got to get customer acquisition up, right? And I like to use customer acquisition because you know I, I like that language. It's just we're converting them. We're going to acquire that customer and work on that because everybody knows what you need to do to help create a better experience and close tickets. <laughs> and then from there, we're just bringing up our membership. So and and just average sale. The things that you can control with the leads you do have are going to be more important than ever. And they have been, and we've been really pushing on those harder because if the people are in the market and demand isn't there, then you got to do more with what you have. And similar to your budgeting, Chad, as same uh, approach we're taking in the next year too, is like, we're going to figure out how to do more and get back to operating, right? Get back to those things that we all knew. And we, as you get bigger, you try to get too smart with too much information and too much shit that it just gets complex. And then you make the business too complex for all the frontline. And it's just like, get back to the basic numbers that move the business and then get out there and, 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 and you know, in some spirit, right? Get, get the team. Put in the work. Put in the work. Get out there and yep. put in the fucking work. That's what yep. we need to talk about. Yeah, like, we forget that, yes, all these numbers are being thrown at us. At the end of the day, you got to put in the fucking work no matter how you slice it. Your your KPI, your average ticket is down. Your conversion is down. Your, whatever it is that you're going through, you have to put in the fucking work to make sure that you, com you, you start converting those. Like I'll give you one example. The, the main thing I'm going to focus on, 2023... 2024 is making sure that my people are happy because guess what? Without them, nothing matters. It doesn't matter if you have the best closing percentage, the best install team, the, the highest average ticket. Like we forget those people that are in the front lines. That is what makes the business go. So don't let all these numbers and KPIs clog your head. Uh, and, and and focus on your people and focus on loving them and focus on on making sure that the operation is is flowing properly and putting the fucking work number one yeah i gotta hop on there so because he's saying don't worry about the kpis I, there's a couple yeah, of kpis yeah. to be looking at yeah, i mean about, Aaron was talking about customer concerned. acquisition what chad was talking about about looking at your operation and talking about being having flat leads just to dive in a little bit more is like i hear people complaining about leads all the time and i I, it drives me nuts when I come in and like, oh, the weather. It's like, Tom, it's, it's cool weather today. We don't have a lot of leads. 
And it's like, bro, I don't need a weatherman. I can watch that on TV. I need a GM, right? Like I already heard what the weather is. I don't need an economist either to tell me what the economy is doing. I need a GM. I need a freaking operator. I need a service manager. I need whatever to like drive this regardless of what's going on. So with what Chad said, like he's assuming that their leads are going to be flat, which is what maybe a lot of you should be doing right now. Like just assume that, you know, the Google Christmas tree ain't freaking putting out presents this year. So what's going to happen is if I was looking at that and thinking instead of calling, you know, yeah, calling uh, Yano and complaining (laughs) about how Rhino's not generating enough leads for me. The thing is, is that what happens if you increase your call booking rate by 10%? There you go. That's 10% more booked calls without a single extra lead. Okay, then we increase our conversion rate by 10%. Now we're at 20% more revenue with the same amount of leads. Yep. Like, and and we just it if you're if you've got a freaking, you know, what do they call it? A strainer, and you're just pouring water in the top and it's just pouring right out the bottom, that's no good way to like store water. And if you want to store profit and you've got leads coming in and they're just pouring out the bottom of your company, that's the problem. Instead, and instead, it's like the answer is not get more water. The answer is fix the strainer, fill all the holes, like, and you'll start storing more water. Amen. Instead, like, oh, let's let's call Rhino yeah. and tell them that they suck because they're not generating enough leads for us. That's yep. so, amen. I'll, I'll, amen. So one thing, and before let somebody else jump in there, I think to both everybody's point there, including mine with the bombers, is that look, the only way the KPIs are going to come up is by caring more about your team. That's 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 for sure. I mean, we uh, on uh, Ishmael's point there is like. You know, we can go talk about customer acquisition, but we got to care about the team and train them and spend the time to work with them and get to work and get in the trenches with them. Not just yell at people about numbers. Yelling at people about numbers doesn't do shit. Like, I've had many meetings. I've been in and I listen to managers just yell. And myself, I've done it before, too. It's like, get conversion Like, are you just saying that shit? Like, anybody can say that, to your point, right? Like, the weather. It's like, go get in there and figure out why is conversion out of it. And then give them incremental growth changes. Our plumbing department have been off in conversion. I talked to Chad. Chad asked me about our conversion in plumbing. I told him, I was like, we are not where we used to be. We used to be in the 80s. And we have been down. And then I just put some goals together the last three months. And every month, we've just been moving up. I said, let's move this up 3%. 3%. Now, in the last two months, we're up 6% in customer acquisition conversion because we spent time. We spent focus. We talked to them. We understood what was going on. And then worked with them and didn't put this giant expectation that you got to jump 20% overnight, right? Like, and they bought into it. And I think that's it, right? Getting in there, going, talk to them, spend time with them, understand what's not happening. What do you need to do? What do they need? How can we adjust things to make it better for them in the marketplace and get commitment from them? And But those numbers, the point I think to you, to yours, Tom, uh, Tom, that I would take away is that putting a number and focusing on it means you have to go to work and do the things to take care of the people to understand the business to yeah. move it forward. Right. You're going to have to do that. And that's I think that's just all of us even realizing that we just got to get back to what what we built our businesses on and not just think like more water is going to grow us. Right. Like it's just not going to be as much water. So let's maximize the water we have. 100 percent agree, AJ. Well, I I think I think, too, like as you guys talk about pouring into your people, it's easy to forget that like our team are all consumers as well at the end of the day they're feeling the pains of inflation and everything going on in the economy and so it is it's time to pour more into those people but i still think there's a big opportunity if if we are down on leads um that you know there's there's the illustration of the crabs in the bucket and we all know people in our culture that um or in our companies that they kind of ruin our culture and it might be time as you know uh tommy always says to start doing some grading and getting rid of those people that are killing your culture because 
if a crab tries to climb out of a bucket, the other crabs that, you know, want them to stay in there are going to pull them back down. And I, you know, I can speak for, you know, myself and a lot of you guys too, that I've heard similar experiences is when you get rid of that one culture killer, you know, your culture can totally be revamped. So I think there's some opportunity to make good out of the bad and really refine the team and, and the people we want in our companies. Yeah. Uh, real quick guys. I want to say just one thing that just that has stood out to me this entire time. And, and, and of course it came from pastor Chad <laughs> and it was, I can't think of a better like battle cry for 2024 than the rematch. Like how awesome is that? It's the rematch. So, you know, and, and this was talking earlier about how, you know, when to, to just like the thing that makes this, this group here you know, specifically successful is that, we're willing to do the things even when it's hard and we pivot and we're also able to look at ourselves and not blame shift. And so thank you, Tom, for shouting out the marketing. I legit saw an account manager of mine, a senior account manager of mine, walk out of my office this morning crying. Now hard that, and this particular person is incredibly tough, but it's because they're getting beat up, you know, because there's no new lead volume coming in. Um, that's unacceptable. So whoever that person is, once I find out who it was, I'm firing their ass as a customer for, for making that go down um, because that's unacceptable. Stop blaming other people. Start looking internally. You know, you like Tom was just talking about how you can make up a quick 20%. Like that's the answer. Someone's going to win next year. Yep. Someone's going to win next year. Reg yeah. Who? Listen, like this year was hard for me. You guys know, like I have a you guys only have to worry about your businesses. I have to worry about hundreds of businesses and keeping them afloat. But I'm willing to pivot and do all the different things and try the new things to try and be helpful to be a good a good partner. So this is where I get to contribute to, to our LSD group is that I get to see a lot of different perspectives, different markets and different tactics. And I can share those things. And I'm willing to try all these things. But nobody said you had to be the smartest guy to win the damn game. You don't have to be the smartest, right? If you got a good group of people you can lean on, that's part of it. If you are smart, good for you. Um, as are long you as smart? you're smarter than Ishmael, you're doing all right. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. That's not hard. That's not hard, Tom. That's not hard. I, I got to put on here because um, Chris, you know, this guy, Dave Geiger, I was sitting in his office a few years ago in a conference room and I was like, gosh, you know, I'm kind of worried if I, I was looking to do an acquisition. I was like, if I buy this company and the economy turns down, I'm going to have all this debt and blah, blah, blah. And he just started laughing. He said, what are you so worried about the economy for? And I said, I don't know, you know, like we'll get less leads and blah, blah. He said, dude, th that's when I grew Horizon the most. Now, I don't know what they're doing in revenue this year, but it's definitely over 700 million. I, I don't know what the number is. I don't, I don't have that data, but it's a lot. And he, he wouldn't want to share it with me anyway now that they have equity partners. But bottom line is, is I said, well, what do you mean? He said, dude, 2008, 2009, 2010. He said, we bought up so many things. He's like, what Chris just said is, hey, somebody's going to win this year. And I can tell you who's going to win. In 2024 and 2025, especially. Because 2024, you're still going to have people that are dying a little bit more, but they're trying to hang on. By yep. 2025, they're going to be dead. Yep. And there are going to be things that you can go buy pennies on the dollar. And I've done it. I've done over 15 acquisitions in the past three years, four years. And there's just stuff out there that is, there's going to be great opportunities. You've got to have the good company though, that has their act together. That's got some cash in the bank. We call it dry powder in equity world. It's like, Hey, I've got dry powder ready to fire some shots, like get ready. And when they start coming and I'm already starting to have people calling, 
like, hey, you know, things didn't go as well mm -hmm. as I thought, you know, or are you willing to talk again and blah, blah, blah. I had one company that I hit them up every year for four years and for four years in a row, they were always ready to sell and they always wanted more money and more money. And then I, I wouldn't do the deal or they pull out at the last minute. And then guess what? One day they finally call me. Hey, this is December 18th. It was like last year. Hey, um, if you no, no not it's like two years ago. If if uh, if you don't buy me, I'm shutting my doors by January 1st. And I was like, dude, I'm on my way. And they were $2.3 million a year company. I drove down there. I literally sat in his office and within 15 minutes, we agreed on a price. I wrote him a check while sitting in his office and wrote up the agreement in front of him because I didn't want to have time to, to leave and get out of it. This company I bought, it had like six trucks below 50,000 miles on them. It had uh, four plumbing sewer cameras, the rigid ones that are 10 grand a piece. It had a giant hydro flush, you know, freaking machine. It's got... Thomas um, definitely not a plumber, okay, guys? Yeah, everything. I just not a plumber. I never hydro jet machine. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. The one that go inside the jetter. It's, it does he's the got a hydro jetter, and I'm like, I knew that. didn't know what it was. Yeah. He has money. <laughs> yeah. Bought it. It was a really good one. And so I looked at it, and the thing is, it's like, he, he sold it to me, the whole thing, for half a million bucks. And he had at least $300,000 of assets sitting around in there. It was a $2.3 million a year company. It was like... You write the check and freaking take it and go on. And the thing is, like, you need to focus right now on getting your operations strong so you can pull in companies like that. Some of them you'll be able yes. to buy for almost nothing. And, like, don't worry about all the, oh, my gosh, oh, my gosh, the economy. Just focus on your business and making sure that you've got the, uh, the fundamentals in place. SmartAC.com. SmartAC.com. If you haven't heard of it, you better find out. If you haven't implemented it, you better check it out. You have to get started doing something. 2024 is going to be an absolute battlefield. What are you doing differently than your competitors? You need to make sure that your memberships are sticky. SmartAC.com does that. Lifetime warranty, insurance savings, filter discounts, 24-7 monitoring that lets you know about problems before the homeowner might even know about the problem. Live tech chat, service providers, all of this with smartac.com. You've got to check it out now. Guys, and we thought Chad was the preacher. <laughs> we got Tom, Preach Tom. preaching. That was fantastic. That's great. Hey, you know what, guys? You guys know um, you guys know Josh Campbell down in DFW? Yeah. Yeah, so I was talking, to, yeah, so I was talking I do, to Josh. Yeah, yeah for rescue. rescue. Yeah, great guy. Great dude, man. Good biz down there. Smart guy. Um, I was talking to him yesterday too about you know break-ins because the break-ins have been happening a lot more, and especially down in Texas and some of those markets. There's like not much help you can do, and um, and he was talking about how his hydro jetter got stolen, but they had air the air tags in them, so they he was pissed because it you know ruined two trucks that are no longer rolling, right? And technicians who don't have, and there's no trucks to get in, so it's losing money. I'm sure the people listening are like can relate that some of the stuff is happening. Like they busted out the windows and like pried open his, his Mercedes van doors and like stole the stuff. So he's like, you know, I'm talking to him till like 9 p.m. Like it was the night, not last night, night before last, letting him kind of vent to me about it because he's you know pissed, obviously. But he has air tags in those things. They caught him yesterday. He sent me pictures of oh, them going is. and catching them. Like, how good does that feel? If you've ever been stole from, like I've been we, stole. We have air tags too. That's my goodness. If they're able to find him and get all the stuff back. Now it doesn't solve the truck rolling problem, but damn, is it nice? At least get your equipment back and bust a piece of shit. Oh, yeah. okay, this is not for me. By the way, guys, no, we're not going to do it anymore. 
Um, we're only at like two grand, so we need to we need to step up our game a little bit, okay? <laughs> <laughs> but um, so okay, guys, we're about fifty ish minutes into this thing too, somewhere around there. Uh, my microphone went out for a little bit. So thanks you guys for caring. You probably didn't even notice because you just kept going. Uh, I'm not sure what what happened, but uh, when did you guys mess with me? When did you guys mess with me? But I do want to talk just about you know, and we've touched a little bit on this too, in, in talking about 2023. And thank you, Tom, for talking about 24 into 25. And uh, and I've the narrative I've been sharing as well is treat 24 just like you treated 23 from a leads perspective on just assume we're going to be flat. And and by the way, Q1 will be the hardest of all. Because people will have new budgets, new things will happen in Q1. And just traditionally, people are willing to risk more in Q1 in hopes that, cross my fingers, uh, without touching the operational side of business, that's going to help increase lead volume and, and, and sales fixes the problem. It's, it's that mentality, right? Some people have more money to spend in January too. Like that stuff's going to happen. But the people that will win the game in 2024, you guys are welcome to dispute this with me, are those that are willing to continue to get after it, but you have got to focus not only internally, I'm telling you, you still, you still have to market. You have to market. Uh, you ha- if you want to get new customers, you have to continue to market. There's other things you can do, right? You're talk- we talked about cross-marketing and shit like that. 2100, um, <laughs> but the things like that. But you, but you can do both of these things, right? You can do both of these things. And if you need help, hopefully you got some good leadership. I brought on a podcast the last few months of just other things that you can do. Like these guys talked a little bit about their CSRs and making sure that they're, you know, Ishmael's talking about pulling your CSR and and making coaching changes now, like not waiting, making them now to get that person operating now on these things. Because who cares what any of us do if that person can't book the damn call, right? Like if they can't book it and then max it, what good are we doing? So Focus on these things. Focus on these things that you can control, that you can control. And then those that will win the game next year are those that have done those things and will continue to do those things. But also to Dave Geiger's point, having worked with Dave Geiger for a decade, you know, and, and been in lots of these conversations and part of these things, is 2024 is the year that those that will win will step on their competitors' throats. I agree. By maxing operations and still being willing to go after marketing and bring in both. But you got to track everything. I know Tom will appreciate that. Everything to you know exactly what it's doing for you. So that's my, uh, that's my pedestal I'm standing on for a minute. So Good. we got a few minutes hey left here, boys. Let's talk about some 2024 stuff. Tom, you got to go. Yeah. I'm going to have to hop off, but I really appreciate you guys. Thanks for everything. And uh, I hope 2024 is amazing for you. Thanks, Tom. Hey, let's talk. Let's just talk, you know, and we'll keep it short and sweet, but let's just talk 2024. Are there any new initiatives that any of you guys are doing into 2024 that you have? Maybe you already started it, but like, is there any focuses for you guys in 2024 that you're doing that's new? Don't give me like the general bullshit. Like, give me some good stuff here. Closing percentage is my my main, main, main closing percentage and uh, booking percentage on on calls. Those are going to be my two things that I'm going to focus because to your point, if you can't book a fucking call properly, there's nothing else that's going to happen on the operation. So we have a huge, huge focus on our CSR room and and dispatching room and make sure that they're booking properly and they're getting trained every single day on booking because it like... Booking is, is is every and then closing percentage. If I could go five, 10, 20% up on my on my closing percentage on repairs, on sales, on everything, it's gonna turn the whole company around. So those are the two KPIs that I'm gonna focus on uh on um uh on 2024. And obviously the mo- the main KPI is my people. 
you know, making sure that my that my people still want to come to work and still want to attack every single call. So those are the uh, things I'm focusing on. I'll, I'll I'll say the same thing. I think we talked about it earlier, as you mentioned through there. Is that it's booking and customer acquisition conversion, right? To just you got to acquire the customers that are in the market yep. right now, right? Yep. If you start looking at the cycle of a customer, how quick how they come back around. And plumbing, we historically we've seen about every two and a half to three years. So if you don't get them now, you don't see them, right? Electrical is about a seven year cycle. It might pick up due to the some of the new energy laws and some of the stuff. HVAC, yeah, you get to be in the house one to two times a year, but again, it's like what uh, you guys will know better than me. But if it's between ten and fifteen years, once they buy a system, they're out of the market, right? So you got to acquire the customers that are available in the market right now, for sure. Like that's big, and I think. What we tried to do to Tom's point there for a few is separate from that idea is we're trying to paint a picture beyond 24 instead of everybody being stuck in 24 budget. We're trying to take 24 to 25 to push through a year that's going to do it and create a bigger vision for yourself as an as an owner or and your team. Instead of feeling like 24 is another year of 23, let's think about all the things we can do. So 25 is the year. Right. So really telling telling that story at a different level. We've always done one year, three year and 10 year kind of ideas, but really taking everything, condensing it down into a 24 year, 24 month cycle. And then we just kind of laid out what are we gonna do throughout 24 months to, to really get ourselves in a better position to give people a longer view. Cause we all know how 23 was, right? It was a short view. And then it just felt, you just felt like you were just lost. And so that's some of the areas there. And then memberships, I think is a big, 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 I know Ish, you've got different opinions, maybe sometimes on membership, but. I, I think mining your membership and mining your customer base at a new level that you've never done before, like really understand your customer. Like we went back and did ours, like only 3% of our customer base has actually used multi-trade by us. Like that is sad, right? That's just, that's sad for us, right? That's a lot something of huge. That's something you could definitely work on. Yeah. Mine the customer base, know who used you, when they used you, who they are, and make sure offers are relevant to the people that are in your customer base. Like so. That, that's what I would be doing. That's that's what I got. Yeah, we're doing. Yeah, we're doing. Um, I think a lot of those. Oh, go ahead, Travis. Go ahead, Chad. You good? I thought you were frozen there for a second. No, you go. You go. All right. So yeah, I, I would say that the things we're focused on are are much the same as as Ish and um, Aaron. Um, I think that uh, you know the, the kind of the overarching theme, like I talked about, is agree with Chris one hundred percent. You got to keep marketing. So don't think that like I'm going to win by not marketing at all. You've got to keep it out there. Uh, but I think to his point and, and what he mentioned is making sure that you track it. Like we have, you know, we, we spend a ton of money on Facebook. Well, Facebook's showing us right now that leads are more expensive than they ever have been. So it's okay. Well, how do we shift those dollars into something that we know can potentially drive and is more efficient? And I think the big the big word for us, and it relates to kind of paying attention to the metrics that they talked about, is just efficiency. Like, how do we get good with what we got? Um, rather than always, you know, for the past couple of years, it's been easy just to, hey, yeah, just spend more in marketing dollars. We'll get more leads and, you know, we'll sell more jobs. And it worked, right? You see the, you know, revenues up, you know, profits up, all of this great stuff. Well, you know, it's, it's understanding how to operate when leads aren't freaking flowing in all the time. And to me, it's just really leaning into the operational side of things. You know, <laughs> my, you, you asked what, what are your new ideas? What are your new initiatives? My, 
Mine is no new initiatives. We got plenty to work on uh, as it relates to uh, answering the phone and running a call properly and all of these things. And it's not that they're not doing a good job right now. It's just how much better can we get? You know, Tom was talking about yes. it where, you know, we did an exercise with our sales team because our sales team, you know, undoubtedly, hey, I need more leads. I don't have enough leads on the board, all of this stuff. Well, we did an exercise where we basically left the lead volume flat. We said, okay, if we increase conversion rate by 5%, which is not, you know, drastic, that's a couple jobs here or there. Um, and we increase our average ticket by $600 from where we are today. If we can increase it by $600 and increase conversion rate by 5%, we would grow our install department by 20% next year with the exact same amount of leads that we had this year. But how do we focus on that? What are the little things that we're doing? What are the little things that we're not doing today that we need to be doing? Um, and again, we know the answers to all these questions. It's not like some whiz bang idea. It's just getting back and locking in and focusing on those things. Amen. Amen. Yeah, I want to piggyback on I, that. I love that Chad used the word whiz, whiz bang. <laughs> Uh, I don't even know what that. I've never heard that word used. Before. We, we learned that in grade school in the Midwest. Okay, it's an, in, yeah, it's an Indiana thing. Indiana, it's an Indiana thing. country thing. Okay, but I like Chad, it. Chad, I knew exactly what you meant, buddy. I figured you did. <laughs> and when Ringy unfreeze again, I'll piggyback on that until he's done. Um, but <laughs> the um, I think it's worth noting, and not a lot of people listening know that we're doing this because we haven't really rolled it out at Rhino. But you guys know in particular that. When we rolled out our, you know, we, we've had CSR coaching internally for our existing customers for the last year. We just, you know, plucked a few big players out and started trying to figure out, can we move the needle even when you're already great? And we did. So any hour was one of our big case studies that's still, that's still with us. And, um, and they, you know, we, we, in the last three, you know, in the first three months moved the needle like 3%, but, and that doesn't sound like a big number, but they were already really, really good. And we're talking 3% of thousands, thousands of calls. And whenever we were able to, they're able to attribute the revenue to the call increase. Guess who's still a customer today? And we're like ticket. We've, you know, we've, we still go in and, and, and work with them constantly any hour. It's a well-oiled machine um, on their CCR side of things. So uh, we didn't spend any more money on marketing for them. We just focused on that piece of it. So those little things make a big difference. Like you, you think about them as incremental wins are actually really big wins and those wins stack month over month. So yeah, I mean, you can focus on little things, you know, just like that. And then Travis, um, your last one to go buddy. Cause you're going to bring us home. All right. Well, Chad basically took the words out of my mouth is that I, I think we've got so many little things to work on that there's no new ideas here. We, we're going to try to maximize each call. Um, we haven't always done a good job of that. And part of that is, we're doing a home safety inspection on every call uh, and cross-training all departments on it so that we can backfeed both trades um, in Texas. And then uh, we're, we're working on delivering value uh, through social media without asking for anything in return to help with our branding campaigns. Um, so we're working on some video stuff for that. So I, I, you know, that's really what we're relying on for this year. Um, but I did have one, one closing thought that I thought would be pretty cool as you go to edit this Yano, if, Every time 22 Savage starts to preach, if you could put a beat in the background, <laughs> it could be his debut album. So we're looking to do it. This is great. If I could just get Chad to donate a hundred dollars, that'd be great. I'm waiting. What? You, you know, the I, already, I said, I, I tallied myself too. When I was in my, uh, 
talking. Oh, you did? Oh, oh, we yeah, got you. Oh, term, never mind. Got, so my team has I, you at three. Three? That's it, it's probably it, maybe it. Yeah. <laughs> okay, kind perfect. Of part of my regular lexicon there. Hey, so will mm-hmm. you guys tally up for me real quick where we're at? Are we at like 23 or 4? 23? Where are we at? Just tell me the number. $2,400. 24, 2500 bucks, guys. That's where we're at. So not a bad deal. Actually, I'm thinking about changing mine to Toys for Tots. That actually might make more sense. Um, you guys might not care, but that one seems to be cool. I, don't know, I love Siri Mary yeah. Street. We're $3,100. We're at $3,100. You guys got that? I must have missed a lot. Guys, we just raised 3100 bucks. Love it. That, that's twelve thousand three hundred. Tommy's that. tripling. That's right. We, Tommy, doing, <laughs> that's right. Tommy's now tripling. Yeah, and, yeah. and the majority of that, you know, as no surprise, comes from Ishmael. So, uh, boys, thanks for giving me more time. We went way over to this. Is good. Um, good information. I appreciate you guys joining me impromptu. I love these phone calls. This is why they're so much fun. These, this is what makes our group great. Like we go into these conversations, and you would think that like we always have something to talk about. And it's always so much fun when you get to do it with your buddies. So again, I encourage you guys to go find a good group that'll hold you accountable and not tell you just what you want to hear. But gentlemen, thanks for being a part of this. You guys want to just say bye to everybody before I close? See you all. Appreciate it. See you guys. Happy holidays. Happy holidays. So, um, so listeners, listen up. You know, uh, a quick recap on things that Ish was talking about before he departed so abruptly without telling anybody. Um, he probably didn't pay his internet bill, so he lost internet. So that's probably what it was. Um, but he was talking about focusing heavily on booking percent and closing percentage, you know, um, something that is 100% in your control that you can focus on. Um, and then uh, Gaynor was talking about mining his memberships. Uh, uh, Chad was talking about the uh, marketing metrics and also just trying to be efficient, making sure that you're recognizing where you're spending your money and where's it, you know, what's coming from it and do you need to shift funds, funds around not to, not to stop marketing, just to market, start marketing a little bit more, uh, a little bit smarter. Um, and then, uh, Ringy, what the hell did you say? <laughs> I, I just repeat what the spark guy said. He just said, Oh yeah. Put beats behind Chad whenever Chad yeah. talks, <laughs> 22 <Yeah>. Savage talks. <laughs> Hey, Ringy, no joke, man. Down in Dallas, Fort Worth, great job with Medley down there, man. You, that, that is a difficult market and to be in right now. So I commend, I yeah, commend well, you. I'm battling in that market too right now. I, I don't want to take much credit. Those guys are – Texas is a phenomenal leader, and his team is, is killer. So uh, helping where I can, but they would be getting to the same spot with or without me. So. I love that dude's energy. He's a great guy. So, And I'll finish with this. You know what Tom talked about um, was about true forecasting, not hope casting. I actually thought that was fantastic to to say that. Be realistic with your numbers. And then ultimately, I think what I'm going to name this particular episode is 2024, the rematch. (laughs) Something along those lines. That's the one that sticks with me. But gentlemen, I appreciate your donations, except for you, Ringy. I don't think you donated a single dollar to this, so I appreciate you uh, for keeping it clean. Um, I don't appreciate you for keeping it clean, I should say. But the rest of you, thanks for your donation. You clearly care about children, and you clearly care about keeping people in <laughs> the time of need, whereas Travis Ringy does not. So I'll put that on there, but no, I'm kidding. Uh, by the way, Travis Ringy still yeah, it, 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 Good. Ishmael just talks too fucking much. You know, that's the problem. There we go. There we go. Yeah, yeah. Hey, yeah no boy, Ringy. He donated it. So now we're all in. You know what? You guys have a heart for giving. I appreciate you so much. Listeners, it's the time of year, man. Even though you might struggle, it still always feels good to give back. So give back. I hope you have a 
Happy holidays. I thank you so much for listening. These guys gave you a ton of information. They'll always give you a ton of information. All you got to do is reach out and ask. I promise you they want to help you. Tommy's not on here. Hoffman's not on here. They'll do the exact same thing. But if nothing else, go find yourself a group that will help hold you accountable and go and kick some ass in the rematch of 2024. You don't have to do everything, but you got to do something. No zero days. Listeners, thank you so much again for listening to this podcast week after week. We are extremely grateful. Again, the whole purpose of this podcast is to give back to the home services industry that we love so much, whether you're a rhino or not. We really, really appreciate all the subscribers. And if you haven't subscribed yet, please go in and subscribe and you'll get all the episodes sent to you automatically weekly. Also, we have really enjoyed your feedback. Uh, It's so meaningful for us when we get to read the nice comments that you guys put. So keep doing that. If you don't know how to do it, here's what you got to do. You search for To The Point Home Services on Apple Podcasts. You click on our profile, scroll all the way down to the bottom and hit write a review and be honest and share your story and how the podcast has impacted you and your business. Thanks again from the bottom of our hearts at To The Point Home Services Podcast. We appreciate you.